Aloha! You are listening to Inside the Desert Oasis Room, episode number 135. This episode is sponsored by Heartland Hemp and Supply Company. All products are broad-spectrum, THC-free, organically grown, and made in the USA. And shipping is free on all orders. For more information, follow them on Instagram at HH Supply Company or place your order today at heartland-hemp.com. This episode is sponsored by Sapporo Beer, Japan's oldest and number one selling beer brand in the United States. Founded in 1876 in Sapporo, Japan, Saibei Nakagawa, the first German-trained Japanese Braumeister, combined his advanced brewing knowledge with his passion for craftsmanship to create a one-of-a-kind beer. For more information or to find a retailer nearest you, go to SapporoBeer.com or follow them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at SapporoBeerUSA. This episode is sponsored by the Tiki Bar T-Shirt Club, where their monthly t-shirt designs pay tribute to a Polynesian bar or restaurant from days long past. Each design is available for a limited time and will never be produced again. For more information and to check out this month's shirt, visit TikiBarTshirtClub.com. This episode is brought to you by the Magic Zombie Glass, which turns your regular tiki cocktail into a potent voodoo potion that will raise the dead before your very eyes. Just pour a cold beverage into this authentic 13.5-ounce chimney-style glass, and a zombie will magically come to life. Add a bit of mystery and excitement to your backyard luas this summer by heading over to the Magic Zombie Glass Kickstarter page. For only $20, each order comes with a Magic Zombie Glass and other exclusive collectible items, only available through the Kickstarter campaign. This campaign ends on June 30th, so act fast. Head to Kickstarter now and search for the Magic Zombie Glass. Again, that's kickstarter.com and search for Magic Zombie Glass. On this episode, we speak with Nick Kamara and Ken Holozinski. Welcome to a special episode of Inside the Desert Oasis Room, as we are joined by two titans in the Tiki publishing game. Nick Kamara, the founder of Tiki Magazine, and Ken Holozinski, the founder of Exotica Modern, sit down together for a monumental meeting of the magazine minds, to chat about their backgrounds, experiences, and challenges of printing their respective magazines based around the tiki culture. As always, I hope you enjoy this episode as much as we did bringing it to you. And if you did, hit that subscribe button. Subscribing makes it easier for you to follow our adventures. Shares on your social media pages are always appreciated. And if you'd like to help support the show, Go to DesertOasisRoom.com to pick up some merch or make a donation. This podcast does not survive without the help of its sponsors or its listeners, so every purchase or donation, no matter the size, is totally appreciated and helps keep this podcast coming to you every week. Okay, let's get into this. Here they are, the two titans of Tiki Publishing, Nick Kamara and Ken Holozinski. Desert 
Aloha, folks, and welcome to another edition of Inside the Desert Oasis Room. Have I got an episode for you today? Guess who's here? Nick Kamara from Tiki Magazine and Ken, tell Hol me your last name. Holozinski. Holozinski. It's so I'm easy. I'm not the only one with a last name that people right. can't pronounce. So, <laughs> yeah. Ken Holozinski from Exotica Modern. What a treat it is to have both you guys on the podcast today. Thank you so much sure. for joining. Yeah, oh, my no pleasure. problem. Yep. Thank you, thank you so much. Thanks for asking. I don't even know where to start here. So we have two guys here that are serving the community with their fanzines, for lack of a better term, right? We, right, right. we have this TV sure. subculture that people like to follow. And... This is really like Tiki Magazine was the only magazine that was serving this, the community at the time that Tiki Magazine was active. Right. Exotica Modern is doing the same thing. And before we start talking about these two magazines, I want to give a shout out to Otto von Stroheim, who started Tiki News. Right. He was the first one who served the community with a Tiki style magazine, which is a really underground fanzine. And, and as everybody knows now in the Tiki community, Otto is running Tiki Oasis these days. Mm -hmm. He's been doing it for 20 years. I think this year is the 19th year and next year will be the 20th wow. anniversary. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So how cool is that? Thanks again for joining you guys. Sure. Sure. Yeah. sure. Thank That's you. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it so much. Let me start by saying welcome to the podcast. For our listeners that don't know, we are in Palm Springs this weekend for Tiki Caliente. And through the suggestion of Kari Hendler, who used to photograph and write for Tiki Magazine. She was the assistant editor of the assistant Tiki editor, Magazine. Yeah. She said, hey, and I, and I wanted to have Nick on the, sh the show, and I wanted to have Ken on the show. And she said, you know what? You should have those two guys come on together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I idea. thought, oh, my God. So it'll be like Rock'em Sock'em Robots <laughs> by, the end of, by the end of this thing. No, right, not, right, really, right. not really. No. And here we are now, <laughs> right? So let's get started here. Nick, I haven't seen you in... Well, outside of events, I, I have seen you here right. in Palm Springs. Actually, the last time I saw you was here in Palm Springs. Yeah, Liz and I uh, had a eggnog uh, at Christmas time, or a little before Christmas. Yeah. We ran into you and Boris. That was a neat surprise, wasn't it? That was nice. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was unexpected. That was a lot of fun. And Ken, actually, this is the first time I met Ken. First, first time at Palm Springs, first time at Tiki Caliente, first time meeting you, first time meeting you. Yeah. Lot, first time meeting a lot, a lot of, of people. A lot of first times, yeah. A lot of conversations over the internet, but face-to-face, -face, this is my first time with a lot of people here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What are your impressions of Tiki Caliente? It's Caliente's been fantastic so far. Yeah, yeah. everybody's been great. Every, as we know, everybody's friendly. Everybody's looking to do something nice for the scene, and we're just all having a, uh, you know, yeah. having a good time yeah. getting to know each yeah. other. You know, this scene is something that people are very passionate about. People... They like to contribute in different ways, and you guys obviously have contributed with the magazines that you publish for the community, right? Right. Absolutely. And I know as somebody that's a podcaster that depends on advertising, I know you guys aren't making money. No. So I know that this is it's a passion tough. project, right? So, yeah. And I'm saying this to all the, the folks out there that I'm not, I'm not like coming down on anybody. I'm just saying that, you know, what we do depends very much on advertising. Absolutely. And we don't get rich off of what we're doing. No. Right. This no. is a passion project that we, we return to the community because we love what we do. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. No. Yeah. 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 As we were joking about, you don't you don't get rich publishing. No, no, yeah, no, no, not at all. Right. Unless you're <laughs> Hugh Hefner. 
Right, right. <laughs> but then you have to deal with the, the ensuing ours, insanity that, that, that comes from that. <laughs> yeah, as witnessed yeah, by you, have Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I want to get started here. I'm going to actually start with some of Kari's questions here because she has... She's been mulling these, hasn't she? She sure has. <laughs> She's like super excited. She was like, you got to text me when this happens because whatever I am doing, I'm going to break away and I'm going to come over and I'm going to photograph this. This is history in the making. And it really is, you know. Um, truth be told, when Tiki Magazine started, people in the community as enthusiasts, we don't ever expect it to ever go away. You know, like mm -hmm. it becomes part of the community and we just expect it to always be there. And yep it eventually went away. Um, it's, it's really something that I was always excited to see the latest issue, you know. Nick did such a good job doing Thank that. You. So Thank you. if you'll excuse me for a moment, Ken, I sure. want to yeah, sure. ask Nick a bunch of questions. No, I get, I get to hear this history too because I really haven't heard it. So this, this <laughs> will be great? interesting. For yeah, yeah, yeah. So Nick, so, so let me start. One of Kari's questions is, why did you decide to go to all the effort to make a magazine about mm -hmm. Tiki? Well, I think it was a lot of the passion that I had for the subject matter. And honestly, when I first started it, I didn't realize all the work it was going to take <laughs> to go into it. At some point, you're like in the middle of it and you're like, well, I got to get it done. So I got to just keep pushing forward. As Ken will probably tell you, it's probably turned out to be a lot more work for, for him than maybe he even thought. No, I knew. I knew. Yeah. Okay. I've done this before. I knew. Yeah, yeah right, right. <laughs> well, well, like, I, I don't know the details of what Ken's doing, but I mean, I had to do stuff like I had to get advertising. I had to do content. I had to ship the product. I had I was wearing many, many hats when I did the magazine. Now, when you started the magazine, have you done anything like that in the past? No. Oh, uh, it sounds I feel like, sorry for you. Sounds like Ken has a background <laughs> in it where I didn't. You know, I, I'm a high school teacher. Right, right, right. Ignorance yeah, is bliss in this area. Yeah, that, that's exactly what it was for me. <laughs> right, right. You know, Kari had told me, she said, you know, Nick started that thing with his own money. Yes. And she said, she gave me a dollar figure. Can I say that? Yeah, sure. So she said, yeah, you know, he, he took $30,000 of his own money. That's true. To start Tiki Magazine. Yeah. And and it was totally a passion project. Oh, definitely. Would you say it was worth that? Yeah, because I, I think of what's happened since then. I've made so many friends that I feel like we'll be friends probably for the rest of sure, my life. Yeah. 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 And yeah. like coming to an event like Tiki Caliente, it's like I don't know, seeing a lot of really close and dear friends. It's been nice. Yeah. It changed your life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like Adrian, you and I, we've known each other for what, 15 or more years? 15 plus. Yeah. yeah. Because of the magazine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. What were some of your favorite stories when you were publishing the magazine? Other than when you featured the Desert Oasis Room. Of course. That was the <laughs> top number one best-selling issue, right? You know what's kind of neat with Tiki Magazine is... Every time we would like does basically write up what we wanted to include in a new issue, and when all the content would start coming in, whether it be text, pictures, illustrations, it was always I felt like a kid at Christmas time. Yeah. And it was like, oh man, look at this. This looks so cool. I can't wait till everybody else sees it. Yeah. Yeah. And then to get that big puzzle and put it all together. It was just, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. On a creative end, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Ken? 
in my publication? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I'm only on issue four, so I'm going to have to pretty much say all of them. But okay. the new one coming out with the, my interview with Ken Ruzik, Ken's just, he's just, you know, he's insane like the rest of us. And and uh, going through the, the stories that he told me of, of his his gateway into Tiki and, and how he did everything is a really interesting story. And I'm looking forward to having everybody read that when that yeah, comes now, out at the I, end of I want, June. I want to interrupt you real quick and say sure. he's not insane like the rest of us. He's ins more insane. <laughs> oh, yeah. Than the In rest a good of way. Us, right. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's why we love Ken. Yeah. We love Ken. We love Ken. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about what it's like to publish this magazine. I assume, just like any other endeavor, there are challenges. And I'm sure that it sounds like Ken's done this before. So. Right. The challenges that Ken has experienced is probably different from the challenges that you have experienced, Nick. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I, I think for me, a lot of it is I was kind of learning on the fly. There, there were things that I didn't really realize. I'll give you an example. When I started subscriptions, I just had subscriptions based for people in the United States. Right. Because I guess my being naive, I thought that people outside of the U.S., wouldn't even care what we're right, doing right and then all of a sudden i start getting all kinds of solicitations from people from mm. other countries saying well what about us can we get subscriptions and then quickly i had to do my research and figure out shipping costs right. and whatnot wow. yeah what about you ken um challenges for me is just piecing it together um and the time it takes to do that i mean you know how long this takes to do this it does and, uh, things kind of <laughs> trickle in here trickle in there adjusting the layout oh someone else wants to buy an ad now i got to shift everything over right. the production thing is really challenging to me i'm not doing subscriptions because um aside from doing this and the mugs and the glassware that i do as house of taboo i also work for michigan's 10th largest craft brewer as their oh you do their creative okay. des right. designer there i do all their labels and packaging okay. so they mm -hmm. chew up a big chunk of my time i do work for a toy company as well so um this, like we talked, like you were saying before, this is a labor of love, and I yeah. squeeze it in, yeah. and I put a lot of hours into it. But yeah, the the assembling of the magazine, and this is before we started recording, we we're laughing. Like, did you have a mistake every issue? Yes, there's a mistake <laughs> right. every issue oh, because every issue. As you're looking at this over the course of the couple of months it takes to assemble before you send it off to the printer, you've looked at it so many times you don't even see the mistakes. Yeah. You know, yeah. even is if you like have editors, because I've I've edited, have sent it to editors to look at. They don't catch things either. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Something yeah. always gets missed. Yep, yep. Yeah. Well, I, the, the printer called me as soon as I got here. He's like, guess what? It's on the press, and we saw this. I'm like, run it. It's got to go. Yeah. It's not a huge mistake. It's got to run. I don't have time to fix it. That's part of the challenge of also podcasting, right? Right. I can sit there and try to edit to perfection, mm -hmm. but you have to make peace with... You, you have to find balance. Yep. And you have yeah. to just say, you know what? It's got to go. It's got to go out. Yeah. I mean, like I have a deadline and it's got to go. People are waiting for it. At some point, yeah, and it I'm, has to ship. And I'm trying yeah. to, sh I, I have published in the past, so I'm trying to stick to a loose quarterly deadline, you know, because, yeah. you know, there were there were complaints that issues are missed here and there and other things, you know, with other people. And it's just like, I, I have to stick to some schedule. And yeah, you so, have to draw that line. You can't just say, oh, I'll just fix it and wait another month or something. You know? Would you say that those mistakes are the biggest challenges of publishing a magazine? What would you consider some of the biggest challenges? In my own opinion, I think it's financing. It's money. It's money, yeah. It is, yeah. And I mean, like you were saying, the advertising really fuels the publication. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, like, 
this podcast doesn't survive without sponsorship help. I believe that. And if I lost my sponsors, truth be told, I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. It's the only thing that keeps me alive because there's no other revenue stream. Yeah. I mean, I have merch and that helps, mm-hmm. but when people aren't buying merch, it's advertising yeah. that yeah. keeps it alive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if I didn't have the advertisers I did and they've all been consistent, it's really been helpful, but it's a big, it's a big chunk of the money to put a down payment with the printer yeah. to get that. And then, and then I was like you, I filled all the orders and I did, I do, I stuff all the envelopes. I do all this stuff myself, yeah. you know, I work out of my home doing that. Yeah. So you probably wear many hats. Yes. It's yeah. hours and hours and hours of work to do this. Yeah. 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 How long does it take, take for you guys to produce an issue? Why don't you start with that one, Ken? Well, right now, as things, things do trickle in with me. So I'm probably about a month, start to finish, month and a half, two months. But actual hour-wise, I probably have a month of design time in all of this. Because I'm doing all the color correction on photography. I'm doing illustrations. I'm doing the layout. Uh, you know, I'm piecing that whole thing together. Is that what you did? Did you do, did you do all the design on it? No, no. no. My uh, layout and design person was a guy named uh, Eric Gordon. Okay. Um, it's kind of interesting story about him. Have you ever heard of the Surfline Gordon and Smith? Yeah. His father was Gordon of Gordon and Smith. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, Eric works with Gordon and Smith today. They're bringing the label back, and he was my layout and design guy, and he definitely had a lot of experience. Yeah. Okay. And he was great, and I, he did a lot of that, but we kind of worked side by side. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the tiki scene and the subculture that we all love so much that we're very passionate about. I'm going to start with you, Nick. Sure. I met you because of Tiki Magazine. Exactly. What brought you into the tiki community and the culture and what got you to decide to start Tiki Magazine in the first place? You know, it kind of goes like way, way, way back for me. It's like when I was a junior in high school, I played on my high school's basketball team, and we went and played in a Christmas tournament in Honolulu. We played at Punahou High School. As a matter of fact, I think that's where Barack Obama went to high school. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And I went over there, and I just fell in love with Hawaii and the culture and all of that. And then, you know, also being a Southern Californian, the Tiki Room, and then being a San Diegan, the Valley High. The Valley High is a wonderful place where Liz and I still go to and spend time at today. Okay. And those were kind of all the things that kind of influenced me. And I've always been a reader of magazines. And I always like, you know, I'll go to newsstands and look at, there's magazines. I always did that too. From from a kid on, go to the newsstand, pick up magazines. If you have an interest, believe me, there's a magazine that supports it. And so I've always loved Tiki and the Hawaiian culture. And I'm like, God, there really should be a magazine that pulls all this together. Was it because you wanted more and you went looking for a publication? That's that's a good question. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and you thought, you know what, this just doesn't exist. Yeah. And I, and I, no disrespect to Otto, I had looked at Tiki News and I thought it was really cool. Tiki News was great. I collected Tiki News before there really was a community. Yeah. But there was a time when the issues weren't published as regularly as they were. He's super busy. Yeah, I understand that. And I, we all have a quench for it, right? This was pre-internet where there wasn't really anything out there. So people are looking for more. What I kind of thought is, I think the way I look at Tiki, I think Tiki is very visual. I think it's very art centered. 
And I exactly, kind of thought, yeah. not to discount Otto because he did great stuff, but I thought we could get it, especially because of the great art, and even take it one step further. Yeah. Now, what about you, Ken? Yeah. What brought you into the tiki subculture? I, I probably have a more weird roundabout way. I mean, my childhood experience living in Indiana, so our parents would take us to Florida sure, and hang yeah. around like St. Petersburg and hang around the golf there. So not so much tiki, but just, you know, we they would go to the uh, the supper club lounge shows. But kids were allowed to go in. So I got the experience of sort of the exotica lounge oh, yeah. thing that would happen in, in Florida. And then... Um, I'm also a person of very, very, varied interests. You okay. know, I grew up with the whole monster scene in the 60s and um, drifted into doing industrial music. That was one of my previous publications. Uh, there was a, a Chicago publication called uh, Industrial Nation. And like you, I'm like, it's a great magazine, not very consistent. Uh, I think I could do better. So then I did a, a publication as well, too. Um, and I've heard the expression around from a lot of people. It's like, well, tiki is where punks go to die. So I yeah, guess I'm yeah. the industrial yeah. <laughs> metalhead. I hear that and a lot. And tiki is where I'm, I'm going to die. Yeah. But, um, you know, I've always kind of liked the whole 60s lounge culture. My yeah. parents are from that era. And um, and then all these all these things have just been circling around me. And uh, we started doing the craft cocktail thing because of my wife's work that she does. We deal with a lot of restaurants and bar yeah. owners. And yeah. it's just suddenly these two worlds collided a couple of years ago. I kind of always had an interest in it, but then I, like you, I'm looking at the art and it's like, you know, here's monsters with fezzes and, and mm-hmm. you know, all this great crazy art and then traditional tiki stuff. And it's very art centric. Yeah, yeah. And being an artist very myself, visual. I just, you know, yeah. I came with comic book background, I drew and everything. It's like, all of this is merging for me. So, yeah. And again, like, yeah, it's just like, I want to show this off and Collecting mm. magazines, you're always, I, was, I could never find the magazine I wanted to buy because no one was talking to me specifically about yeah, my interests, yeah. you know. So it's like, well, if no one else is doing it, I'll do it. So I want to talk about the timeline here between the both of you. Sure. Because for our listeners, and most of our listeners probably already know, that we started with Tiki News, and then we went to Tiki Magazine, and then we went to Exotica Modern. Let's start with you, Nick. Mm-hmm. Tiki Magazine existed for how long? Um, I started it in 2004. Okay. I came out with my first issue in 2005, which, which is funny, is I actually vended it at the at a Tiki Oasis with you. With yeah, we, we remember that together. Yeah. And, and I and and we caught shit from Otto. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> because yeah. Otto was Tiki News, and uh, I don't think he particularly liked that. He, I don't think do- Otto <laughs> dug me very much in the beginning. I, I think we're okay. The competition now. is I think, here. I think we're yeah. okay now. Otto's my friend. Maybe yeah. those. Maybe that should have been the Rock and Soccer World. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, you yeah. go. I love Otto. <laughs> but I, I came out with my first issue in '05, and I came out with my last issue in 2013. Okay. At the risk of getting into tiki drama sure mm-hmm. let's talk air about quotes. <laughs> air quotes, air quotes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's talk about the time that you sold tiki magazine tell me why you sold tiki magazine sure the reason i sold tiki magazine is i have two kids and they're both pretty young younger than my, my son is about to turn 15 and my daughter's about to turn 13 but if you fast back, if you go backwards to 2013, they were little kids. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm a divorced parent and I wanted to be there to see my kids grow up. Right, right. And by doing Tiki Magazine and being a full-time high school teacher, 
with, yeah. with teaching and Tiki Magazine, there wasn't a lot of time for much else. Yeah. And by not doing Tiki Magazine, I became a Little League coach, a soccer coach. I could go to all their events. You became the dad they needed. Exactly. Yeah. And my two kids today were super close and have a great relationship. Okay. So even though it was sad, it was the right move for me. Okay. Now, when we transitioned from that period, there was a time for a few years that Tiki Magazine was on hiatus? Dead? What do we want to call that? Um, after me? Uh, hibernation? <laughs> because it did it did resurface for a little bit, mm -hmm. and and then it went back into a period of pause, for lack of a better term. Well, I can only tell you what I know. Is I sold the magazine, and like I said, I came out with my last issue in 2013. And after that, I really had nothing to do with the magazine. Yeah. I offered that if they wanted to meet for me to help or be an advisor or anything, and they chose not to. And I didn't want to get in their way. Right. And I, and I believe they came out with nine or 10 issues. Okay, okay. But there's been a huge pause, and I know a lot of people are questioning it. And sadly, Pe I think- People I, missed having a magazine. Oh yeah, and it's needed. Yeah. It's totally yeah. needed. And honestly, I don't know exactly what's going on. Um, it hasn't come out in how long? A year and a half, two years? Uh, That's okay. We're, 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 what I'm trying to do, actually, is I'm right. trying to transition I, here and yeah, segue sure. into talking about Ken starting Exotic sure. Modern. Because Ken picked up and filled the void, right? He, he, yeah. he gave the community something that they were missing. So... I want to transition to you, Ken. Okay. I want to ask you about that. What made you decide to pick up the ball and it, run with it? It, it was that pause uh, in in the last iteration of Tiki Magazine because I was starting to do looking into designing mugs, working with Mulder and Montiki and stuff, and doing some glassware with Gene and all that. I'm like, I'm going to buy an ad. There's this Tiki Magazine, so I ordered some back issues. I'm like, it's pretty nice, you know. I'll place an ad, and then that's kind of was the last of the radio silence from them. Mm -hmm. So. I just thought I've published my own comic books before. I've done this industrial magazine. I got the design chops to do this. It could be something else I could offer to the community besides being, you know, just another designer. Uh, not that all these guys are just designers. I mean, they're great sure, artists, yeah. but I'm just yeah, saying yeah, yeah. it's like this is something else I can do to get involved in the, this community that I'm starting to love. So it was really odd because it was a whole thread about the previous magazine and all these people saying, oh, I haven't heard anything. When's something coming out? And I just threw a bone out there. I'm like, hey, I'm thinking about starting a new magazine. I couldn't believe the no number of people that jumped in on it. And then I hadn't ever talked or friended Thor. And Thor just messaged me right away. And he's like, I'll do the first cover for you. And then all these, it's like you said, it's this community, all these people coming in just saying, I, was about I to want say, to see, see this happen. The community, you see how the community gets excited about yeah, it. Yeah, they, right? they were so pumped and everybody was messaging me. And it's like, okay, well, I think this will probably work. So, yeah. you know, that doesn't surprise me. When I started Tiki Magazine, a lot of people rushed in and said, I'd like to help. I'd yeah. like to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. I, that doesn't surprise me. So I want to say this. So I'm going to ask you this, Ken. I'm looking at Exotica Modern right now, and I'm thumbing through this issue that you've put on the table, and it has very much the look and feel of Tiki Magazine. 
Is that intentional? I have never seen Nick's version of Tiki Magazine. Okay. Yeah. Well, the early versions were printed on newsprint. Okay. Yeah. But the later versions were printed on this glossy full color. I don't like to do anything half-assed. Okay. So <laughs> I was going to do this, I was going to go full color. I was you never see how you guys are on the same wavelength here? Right. You guys both have a standard that you're trying to... Oh, yes. To, to meet right that f especially mm -hmm. for the community not just for yourselves I bet that you want to give something to the community that they can be happy about yeah yeah you know, that, that, that they, they want to hang on to they, they want to yeah, put yeah. on their coffee They'll tables they want to show they their friends collect. yeah 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 now did you know that early issues of Tiki magazine are selling upwards of $75 or more did you know that? No. Isn't that crazy? No. It is crazy. They're collectors out of Z. Did you know that, Nick? Yeah. Okay, I, I, I thought you didn't know that because of the look yeah. that you had. Okay, yeah. yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. And then the issue with my bar in it, it's nuts. Oh, I know it. <laughs> I, I know well, it. I just messed I'm going to see what happens now because I'm, I'm just coming up on my first year. Yeah. And now I'm starting to get all the, do you have back issues? Do you have back issues? So I'm going to be kind of curious to see what happens. There you go. Because you might see, I don't know, I, I'm not going to make money off of it. But you might see prices going up because yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't reprint. You know that. Once you're sold out, you're sold out. You That's can't go it. back to the printer. The advertiser is not going to give you a second round of money for the same issue. So no. yeah. Yeah, reprinting yeah. is not a reality when, you know, when you're doing a printed publication. Yeah. <laughs> now, what are you guys' thoughts about the current tiki scene nick has seen a lot in the years that he created tiki magazine yes and it's i it's much different today than it was before oh, and definitely. so what you're seeing today is a lot different i you know i don't oh, know how I'm far sure back you go in tiki but i'm curious about that like what are you guys' thoughts about how things have changed over the years and how you guys are covering it with the magazine um uh for me Obviously, like I said, I have a lot of different interests, so I don't mind seeing not not to a more you know air quote tiki drama, but you know there's the there's the purists I want to see full on tiki traditional tiki, and then there's everybody else kind of doing their fringe thing, some lowbrow stuff, and all these right. all this what I like to call cross pollination. I like to see that because my interests are varied, um, and I'm not an expert like Sven or anybody like that. I'm not going to speak to what's proper traditional tiki. I'm not the expert on that. Sven's done it. If, if Sven wants to, you know, talk to me about running something to include that in eggs, I'd be, you know, I'd love to do that. But I really like, I like the mix and blend of this stuff. Did I, you ever I find feel any intriguing. threat with like, you know, with internet, right? But magazines are quote unquote dying. What mm -hmm. are your thoughts about that? Um, well, actually, um, Trevor here, my, my son, he was just reading something a while back, how print is actually coming back in okay people are getting tired of reading on their screens and you got to so take a break from, magazines yeah and not just you know collector communities like us you know niche publications uh people are tired of reading on computer screens i know i am i'm on a computer all day designing i don't want to read a, a newspaper or a okay. magazine on a computer screen i want to go sit down in my living room and flip through something you know but that's today in 2019 but how was it with you nick i mean like when you started tiki magazine did you feel the same way or was it was it a different animal back then? There's been a lot of changes. Like when, when I started Tiki Magazine back in 04, I thought the scene was doing pretty well. But I did see a little bit of a lull. I saw some bars close, businesses right, close. Right. And I think today, and I'm hoping Ken's enjoying the success of it, I see a big upswing with the tiki culture. Yes. A lot of bars, a lot of restaurants, a lot of stores devoted. Well, living in the Midwest, yeah, it's like booming now. Yeah. We have Inferno Room down in Indy that I told you about. Mark Sellers is opening the new bar yeah. in Grand Rapids yeah. with Martin Kate. Yeah. That's going to be exciting. And, we, you know, we got Three Dots and, and uh, Lost Lake in Chicago. 
Uh, Detroit's had a couple new bars open up, so the mm -hmm. Midwest is starting to explode as well. So yeah, yeah the culture is spreading, and I, I think there'll probably be a, you know, like everything. That's It'll probably, ebb and flow. A, a, a few will probably drop it, off, yeah. but you know, the, the big hitters and the people who are doing it right are, there, it, there's going to be longevity to yeah, it. It's yeah. like it's like any bar scene, any restaurant scene. Yeah. If you put mm -hmm. out good product, good service, it's people are going to show up. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm probably a little bit old school in this way, but I always think people want something tangible, something that they can actually. That's exactly hold. how I am. Yeah. I don't subscribe for music services. I I buy CDs, vinyl. I, you know, I want to support the artist and I want something for my money. It's an exchange system. There's know? nothing like holding a really good magazine in your hand and giving it a good read and looking at the great And artwork. I get that. I've talked about, there's something about when we were younger with our generation, getting a new record. Yeah. Oh yeah. Pouring over the liner notes. Tearing it, the plastic open with a razor blade so that you kind of preserved the cover. Oh right? yeah. Reading the liner notes. Actually, when I mail these the out, they, I, I insert these in a, a mylar sleeve before I even send them out. There you go. Yeah, because I know the collector's going to want to keep I don't want them That's all part shipping. of the experience, <laughs> right? So when you're listening to this record, right, you, you know, putting the record on the platter and cleaning the record and cleaning the needle. It's an experience. It's a whole, yeah, it, it, it's tangible. You, you can only do that when you're holding it, yes. right? And when I was in Tiki Magazine, mm -hmm. when... You know, I think I got a dozen copies from John Paul, and right. I was excited to say. Again, it's like my, Christmas. You, yeah. Right? To yeah. my sister <laughs> or to my friends and say, hey, I'm in this issue. Yeah. Can I give you one? Can you take, oh, that's so cool. They pop it open and they see, you know, wow, you know, like, and they're holding like this thing. And then I take it to you, a feature that you guys had in this magazine was where are you reading your Tiki magazine? Right, right, right. And people would take it all over the, come from all over the world, people would yep. be reading this thing and they'd be standing on Diamond Head or they'd be standing on, you know, a spit out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. I actually had somebody do that once with a comic book I published. They took a picture of themselves reading it on the on the Great Wall of China. Yeah, see? It's like, seriously? Yeah, right, <laughs> how cool is that? Yeah. Right? I, I had a couple with their Tiki magazine right before they were gonna get married. Really? I was blown away by that. You know, yeah. bride and groom with their Tiki magazine. Yeah, yeah. Just, oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. This is one of the bigger days of your life, and you included us. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So I have a question now. So I was in Nick's version. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do I get in this uh, one? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a fair question. It's a fair question, and we will talk about that this weekend. I would we love to do that. Yeah. I'm a supporter of Tiki. I'm a supporter of the small business owner. I'm a supporter of artists. I'm a supporter of anybody who's trying to make their way that in the world. That is exactly how my wife and I live our lives. Small business, uh, yeah, all People the way People trying through. to make their way in the I world. I try and buy right. all my music directly from the band, so they make the biggest yeah. bang for their buck. Yeah. Um, I buy, I've always bought independent music, independent magazines. Yeah. It's just more fun than, uh, you know, going down to Walmart and buying yeah, yeah. whatever, you know, the latest Connus Nast publication of yeah. People or something, you know. Yeah. Just, I don't appreciate that stuff as well, you know. Because the passion's in the small stuff. Exactly, yeah. it is. And you guys are doing a great job with this magazine. Now, I want to ask Nick, sure. as somebody who used to publish Tiki Magazine, what do you think of that? Well, what's interesting is I I had been hearing about Ken's Magazine for a little bit. I bet you have. But I have never seen it until right before this podcast. 
Okay. But I mean, my, my first impressions right away, you can tell it's very professionally yeah, done. It is. It's yeah, done very absolutely. well. Absolutely. I have robots do it. I well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I, I can tell that the people that are doing it can. They're, they're definitely professionals. Right. Absolutely. So you're okay passing the torch here, right? Oh, yeah. Well, to me, I really still believe this that the tiki scene needs a magazine. Yeah. Whether it's Tiki Magazine or Exotica Modern or something else, yeah, it yeah. needs a magazine. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, I have people order two, three copies. You know, they're like, I'm keeping one and I'm reading ones for reading. So yeah, the collector mentality is there, and I appreciate that. It, and I keep increasing the print run every time. Yeah. So hopefully, I'm going to. So it's growing it every month. It is yeah. growing. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. And uh, the next one, uh, I don't know if you, Jonathan. Chafin that does mug yeah, crates. Yeah, Jonathan's great. Yeah, yeah Jonathan's yeah. taken copies to the next uh, shipment of mug crate. Okay. He ordered uh, extra cool. copies, so I mean, cool. it's going to get spreading to out to more people. Yeah. So horror and clay. He's, yep. a, he's a friend of the podcast. He's sponsored it in the past, and so he's yeah. I sent copies to, to his show that he or his event that he did down in Atlanta. Um, I sent copies. They were in the like the gift bags for oh, attendees. Very nice. So very nice. Yeah, I'm just trying to spread the word out on that too. That way, and, and cool. just, just keep it moving. You know. You guys, this is really a treat for me. I want to say thank you for joining us. Oh, well, it's fun. Yeah, I appreciate it so much. Before we wrap up, Ken, tell us what is the future of Exotica Modern? If I can, if I can keep up, <laughs> I'm going to try and keep the page count, but I want to I want to keep it diverse. Yeah. And I really wish I could get a few more of the uh, more of the lounge cocktail scene to kind of enter in a little bit because again I think that kind of crosses over into this okay. I mean obviously the tiki people are everybody in the tiki community is very very much into this but I, I want to mix still keep mixing it up a little bit I really want to work in some comic stuff in it because I'm a comic book fan yeah I got the little gag cartoon in there the cocktail napkin yeah, yeah. thing but I've been talking to a few people of just trying to do like one pagers just short story okay. things and just just to kind of keep and mix it up, keep it interesting to read. So anybody who picks it up was like, you know, like me, I'm a comic book fan. I'm a, t a tiki file. I'm a, I'm a cocktail fan. Uh, you know, uh, I like the artwork. So every time you pick it up, I want it to stay diverse. Okay, great. Because that was really great. kind of my point of doing this, of, of bringing all of these kind of things together and, and maybe just expand the scene as far as bringing yeah. in other people into the, into the tiki scene coming in through different avenues. It's exciting. And then, of course, the Desert Oasis we meet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. An entire issue. <laughs> An entire issue. An entire issue. You heard issue. Desert Oasis yeah. first, people. You heard it first. It's going to come up with a set of your headphones. And, uh, actually, the there fun thing in the next issue is Monk Tiki sent me a 3D ad, and I get to insert. Oh, my God. I get to insert. Oh, they're 3D great. glasses oh into How each cool copy of the magazine. It's going to be cool really, really. The inside front cover is a 3D ad. Now I got to make sure so that cool. I get one of those. Absolutely. Yeah, I have a whole case of 3D glasses sitting at home that I have to insert into the magazine. Wow. So cool things like that. I yeah, think yeah. is kind of yeah. cool to keep things going. Yeah. Very um, cool. So let's throw out the social media for everybody that wants to follow Exotica Modern. Right. Where can they find it? Uh, online. On, on, online, the uh, website is houseoftaboo.com with a U. Don't put in two O's or you're going to go someplace you probably don't want to end up, um, mm, <laughs> depending oops. on your preferences oops. in life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Instagram is the same thing, House of Taboo. Facebook, same thing, House of Taboo. Okay. Yep. Perfect. And do we want to throw anything out for you, Nick? Do you want to, do you want to tell people what you're doing these days? Yeah, you just, can say no if you... If no, you, I don't, I don't okay. mind saying that. Um, basically, I, I'm a high school teacher down in San Diego. And I probably have roughly about five more years, and I'm going to retire. I'm and jealous. 
Very cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm jealous too. And then, you know, I have not ruled out, like, after I retire as a teacher, about maybe doing something in the tiki world again. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That's exciting. And to if hear. I do it, I'm going to get my good friend, Kari Hendler, who was my assistant editor at Tiki Magazine, to do it with me. We love Kari. Kari's, oh, Kari's awesome. Yeah, Kari's awesome. We love Kari. So. Uh, her ears are burning right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so for our listeners that don't know, that, that voice you hear in the background, that's Kari. She's taking photos of us. We feel like we're important because we've got a paparazzi person yeah, here yeah. taking shots. I've never of had us, that right? happen before. Right, right. It'll so probably never happen again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I just want to say one more time, I want to thank you so much for giving up some of your Saturday to sit down with a podcast. Thank you so no, much. No, it's fun. Oh, I was my looking pleasure. forward to doing this thank as soon as, as you suggested it. And I want to thank Kari. Kari, come over here. Hello. Talking to my microphone. I want to thank Kari for suggesting that we put Nick and Ken together, the two titans. Hi there. Yeah, well, this was, I mean, what a his, an historic opportunity in Tiki history to have uh, the, you know, the, the man who created Tiki Magazine, the first glossy magazine that you know, we were international by the second issue and then worldwide and everything. Um, he's here at Tiki Caliente this year. And then Kent's here with Exotica Modern, which is, you know, has taken uh, Tiki Magazine's place and done it very beautifully. Thank I mean, you. For, Thank you know, you. I, as, as somebody who wrote for the original Tiki Magazine for its first eight or nine years, Nick and I worked together and took a lot mm -hmm. of pictures, you know, when I... When Exotica Modern came out, there was a little, in my heart, there was a little like, oh, you know what I mean? Don't screw this up. Yeah, well, no, it was like, oh, I feel sort of sad. And then I picked up the copy and I opened it up and I said, he's doing it right. He's absolutely doing Thank it right. You. And nothing makes me happier to know that it's been coming out of the Midwest, which is doing such amazing things for tiki yeah. culture right yeah, now. it's really interesting. I mean, the, a, the Midwest is rocking It's a good time it. to live in snow. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. But, uh, so, it's never a good time to live in snow. So, so yeah, thanks for the, the shout out, Adrian. It was just a, such a rare opportunity. I mean, it was, a, you know, I mean, look at this. Is, this, is, this is tiki history that you're sitting with That's here. That's right. And, so and, and so look at this. We're like, this. we're like two members of the five families. Or is that what we're doing here? I guess. <laughs> I wish people could see like what's happening right now because this is really, it really is history in the making here. We have, you know, it's it's kind of like the passing of the torch, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah as long as I don't set my hair on fire, I'm happy with that. Right. 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 <laughs> I'm happy with that too, Ken. <laughs> it might well, happen, you know, sometime. My hair's on fire. i got to get this issue out. There but, you go. <laughs> I well, know that feeling. Yeah. I, I know that feeling with the podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People are always asking, when's that new issue or that new episode coming out? So yeah, that's great. Uh, we're going to bring this out hopefully soon, hopefully in the next 30 days. I do have other episodes that... Okay. I'm recording all kinds of stuff here yep. at Tiki Caliente, oh, yeah. right? Good to so see a lot of people. A lot like of people here. Of course, this is the most important one. This is the most important <laughs> one, so we're going to expedite this one. But uh, again, I just I can't stress enough how much I appreciate both of you taking time out on this Saturday to sit down. With that was fun. Inside the Desert Oasis room. Thank you so yeah, it was, much. It was exciting that I got to meet Nick. Yeah, Everybody's yeah, like, you yeah. should meet Nick. Do you know Nick? You should meet Nick. <laughs> right. You've probably so, been hearing that for a long time. I've been hearing it since and, and last you, year. And yes. you've probably been hearing that for a long I time have. I can, right? I have. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad we were able to do this. Yeah. Right. So cool. Yeah, All right. All right. So uh, you guys out there, if you have any questions, comments, or want to leave a shout out for Ken or Nick. Go to our group page on Facebook, Inside the Desert Oasis Room. You can send us a note at DesertOasisRoom.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Polynesian Pop. Until the next time, cheers and, and aloha. Aloha. Yeah, aloha. Aloha, guys. All right, guys. All cheers. Right.